Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net along with co-host Ed Foychuk for another episode of the HTDC Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the art of taking criticism, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because the right kind of feedback can give your abilities a boost, no question. But you've also got to know when to dismiss the unconstructive crit that isn't going to help anybody. As for the critiquers, we're also going to talk about what it takes to give great feedback as well. So there's something in this episode for all levels of experience. So let's get into it. Ed, thanks for being here, man. How are you doing today? Hey, what's up, man? And I gotta say, here's my first crit of this podcast, man. That intro was the bomb. Do you have that thing written out? <laughs> I, I do, yeah. I write the intros yeah. so, uh, <laughs> well, so that I don't mess it the up. The writing of it. I'm impressed, man. It was, it was solid. First impressions count, you know? Yeah, they do. They do. And, uh, like, I was just, I'm smiling because I'm like, is he really rolling this well on this? Holy crap. <laughs> that was awesome, man. I try to make it so that you don't really know what parts are scripted and uh, what parts are free flow. So no, I, I kind of use the same voice and pace for solid. everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very solid. There's my first crit of the podcast is that, uh, man, that was awesome. That was that was a good good intro, man. <laughs> a brilliant example of a critique. Um, oh, really go. positive feedback, positive reinforcement. Positive feedback. That wasn't yeah. really a critique. If I really wanted to break it down, I'd be like, oh, what's with the H? You know, why <laughs> yeah. are you using the H? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, let's you start. Get all let's, bitter on you. Yeah, totally. Let's start with that, Ed. Um, what would you okay. What would you say a critique is in its most basic, most simplistic form? Advice. You know, like I just whenever I look at a critique, is it's it's a suggestion. It's a looking at it from another another pair of eyes or ears in this case of <laughs> the podcast, right? And uh, just saying, hey why don't you look at something else so it's just just a little piece of advice a little suggestion and it's up to the uh the, the creator the the taker if they want to roll with it or not or just leave it sitting there you know but that's how i approach uh critiques is they're not to be forced they're just a nice nice piece of helpful advice what do you think yeah totally man it's interesting because i think at the end of the day, everybody, if they can help somebody out, just has this natural urge to do so. So especially if you're an sure. experienced artist, you know, we're talking about comic book art here. One thing that I'm urged to do when I jump onto the How to Draw Comics group is look through the art. And if I've got the time, which is actually pretty tight at the moment, but when I do have the free time there, I love going in there and, and looking at what artists who are trying to come up in the game trying to improve trying to get better if i can offer them something that i've experienced that maybe they need some experience in uh, and i can help them out i mean that's super rewarding for me but it does wonders for their progress as well and for i sure. think you know that's the the power of community that's the power of being inside a comic book studio right or having a mentor is actually yeah. having someone there who can look over your shoulder or whose shoulder you can look over and learn from. Well, I think there has to be a few things in place to have a good critique, right? And you you already mentioned like the physical aspects of maybe being in a studio or being next to somebody that you that you trust that you uh, admire or something like that. Online, it's a little bit different. Like we've got the How to Draw Comics um, Facebook group, right? And one of the rules that I think that is maybe in my mind one of the strongest rules is listen if you're posting a piece in this how to draw group 
you are opening yourself up for feedback unless otherwise specified. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're posting in a how to draw group, this is not a hype yourself. This is not a promote yourself. This is not a pat on the back. This is a how to get better group, right? Yeah. So we've already, we've got to look at it like, I kind of look at like the who, what, when, where, why, right? Um, and this is the where of it. Where do you give a critique, right? Uh, where Where is a good place to to get one or give one, right? And I think there's a huge difference between a how to draw a group versus promote your comic or artist showcase yeah. or, hey, friends and family, look at what I just drew. Do you know what I mean? If, if, I, if I see an art piece that my buddy posts up on his personal page and I'm like, God, man, he's got to fix that nose or something's off or whatever it is, right? And But it's he's just posting it to say family and friends look at how awesome this was right yeah i won't say anything to him but i might might private message him and just say hey man how's it going and see if i could work into the conversation that way right because he's posting to promote he's posting to feel good and i'm not there to step on him yeah does that make sense totally man i 100 percent agree with that it all comes down to the context of which the work is being shown in and you know in the how to draw comics group we do allow people to showcase their work but because of that particular environment if you are going to showcase then you're also putting it out there for feedback and constructive critique so people can see where an improvement needs to be made within it they have every right to be able to do that it's kind of like wanting to show your mentor your artwork just to kind of show off right probably there's like a 90 percent chance they're going to tear it apart right for your own good um so you've got to kind of make sure that your expectations are leveled as far as showing your art in different environments of course if it's on your own page and and someone gives you unwarranted feedback that you didn't ask for then you know you can completely ignore it or tell them not to comment on your work anymore but i mean it's not really a good idea to do that if you're in a group which is specifically focused on learning how to get better based on the feedback that you're getting from other members and other more experienced artists. It's really funny because we have a little questionnaire when people go to enter the group, which, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of helps us to cull any spammers and that or trolls or people who are just there for the wrong reasons. But right. it goes along the lines of, you know, what are your greatest challenges that you're facing right now as an artist and what level of experience are you at and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And every now and then, You'll get a few people answering like, I had no challenges. I'm a total pro. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro. You know, I'm a professional. Yeah. You know, I have, you know, as far as my level is concerned. And it's kind of like, what? So what reason are you trying to join the group for? Is it just to show off? Is it to help other people out? You know? Yeah. No, definitely. It's interesting because we've got about 32,000 members-ish, yeah. right? And not obviously not everybody posts, um, however percent posts and shows up art. But out of the art that I see on, then I see pretty much every piece that gets posted up and stuff like that. I got to say, there's maybe about 50 professionals like that I would consider making money easily, actively or whatever, that, that are active in that group and stuff, right? And oh, yeah. the rest oh, yeah. are thousands of people working towards it and that's cool that's awesome that's what the group is for but yeah i I crack up when i i read those like oh i don't need any help i'm i'm already a pro or whatever and 
they're not. You know, nine times out of ten, they're not. So. Well, a pro would never really say that, would they? Because no. they know better than that. They know that yeah. unless they, they've stopped drawing, they haven't reached the epitome of what they can get to as an artist. So they're always looking for ways to improve. And that's super important because you do see pro artists that are well-known out there that, you know, some of them progress. Like Jim Lee's work, I've noticed. Like, you could say that it has a very similar aesthetic year in and year out, but it has improved. You know, the... Yep. Man, some of the latest pieces I've seen him posting on his Instagram is just blows my mind a little bit. It definitely humbles yeah. my art. Um, Love it. You know, you see, you know, Mark Silvestri, his artwork evolved a lot. And if you if you look at you know Jim Lee back in the '90s, and you look at Jim Lee now, you will notice a sub- substantial increase in development. And it's because you know even the pros, the best of the best, are constantly looking ways for ways to improve. And if uh- yeah. You know, I'm going to jump in here and say they're all individuals because there's some pros, and I'm not going to name them, uh, that haven't improved and have actually regressed. So we'll, we'll leave that aside. But it's really up to the individual whether they want to up their game or not or ride on their reputation or not. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like um, there are some in, some pros out there that people are, are actively wondering how they still get work and stuff, and they ride their name. Right. So well, yeah, man. I, it's that, but it's it's there, right? Yeah, I forgot to mention that that other half of it actually is that yeah. there are also that yeah the pros out there who, you know, it's it's almost heartbreaking to see because you're like, did I just, you know, kind of get a little closer to your level and now your art isn't impressing me as much, or have you actually, you know, gone back and regressed in the quality of the work that you're you're dev- you're uh, you're putting out there. Maybe a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And, and hey, it's always a shame. I, I was going to say about where, you know, we're talking about online and stuff like that, but there's also the whole offline real world stuff. And um, one place that I've discovered that's both good and bad for uh, sharing your work and getting feedback is Comic-Cons, right? Yeah. And this isn't a podcast on Comic-Cons. We're going to do that up separately. But uh, um, I think almost the same rules apply. Like, it, you know, be careful. Um, you don't just go up and shove your work in front of somebody's face when they're doing their job or something like that and say, look, look, look. But if somebody does take the time to take a look at uh, whatever work you've brought to their table, right, let's yeah. remember that, um, that you listen and try to soak it in because it's hard because, you know, you're standing there in front in front of uh, Mark Brooks or uh, – you know any of these guys and stuff and they're 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 trying to teach you because they do they're they're really cool guys you know they and girls and uh they're they're really cool about this stuff and it's hard to soak it all in right then because you're so there's it's it's a mixture of meeting one of your idols and stuff and and taking the feedback and letting it sink into into your brain right but try if anything <laughs> maybe record it or some you know do a little audio thing to record because you're going to want to really soak up the words that they've given you and stuff right um but yeah the comic cons is another place to do it just leave your ego at the door you're not that good yeah man and it can be hard because especially if you're going up to your idol you know we had david finch here at uh supernova a few years back unfortunately cool. i didn't get to go and see him i only found out uh you know later on but you know, I had a mate that, that managed to, to get a chance to go up and kind of look over his shoulder. And, you know, this is an artist who I greatly admired. I know that if, you know, I had my portfolio full of work there and, you know, he was the guy who inspired me to get into comic book art and push myself in the first yeah. place, you know, I would be 
fishing, even if it was on a subconscious level for compliments and, and commendation. But, you know, you, you got to, if you're going up to someone like that, the best thing that they could possibly offer you, the most valuable thing is to give you the feedback that you need to take it to the next level. Like, no doubts about it. Totally agree. Totally agree. So that's that's the where. Um, we can also talk a little bit about the who to talk to or like who to get feedback from and who to give feedback to and stuff. And it's kind of unclear because a lot of people will be like, well, I'm a beginner's artist, so I don't know if I should give feedback to anybody. You know, do, am I good enough to give feedback uh, because, <clears throat> you know, I'm not that good. But every artist is kind of in a learning stage, as you've said already, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, when it comes to who can give feedback, I think it's pretty much everybody. It's just a matter of, like, know that, you know, you might be overstepping a little bit, so be cautious with it, be pol- be polite with it and stuff like that. If, you, if you're wanting to give feedback and say, hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm not the greatest artist, but I'm I'm actually a mechanic, and I can tell there's something functionally wrong with your, your motorcycle that you've drawn there. So maybe rethink it. There, you know, you're missing the whole uh, whatever pivot joint, whatever it is, or something like that, right? So, you know, like I, I think you don't have to be the greatest artist to give feedback because we've all got eyes, right? Hmm. And we can all recognize that hey, something's a little off here. We we might not be able to put put it in uh, the right wordage or anything like that, but um, it's it's okay to give feedback even if you're not a pro. Yeah, totally. And sometimes you want that outside input as well from people who aren't even part of the art scene because they're going to give you kind of an honest set of eyes that from a perspective that you might not have gotten otherwise, you know, they might tell you things that you'd never hear from another artist uh, simply because, you know, we're thinking in terms of perspective and proportions and anatomy, whereas like the average person you could say is kind of the consumer, the end consumer of the artwork in the So their opinion kind of matters the most out of everybody's when you think about it in that way. And so definitely show your artwork to your friends and your family and, you know, people who don't necessarily aren't doing what you're doing as far as art is concerned, because it can be a a very valuable and profound insight that you're going to get back in return. Totally agree with you. I know you were going to talk about, uh, like, and I I know you're quite good at this, um, how to give a critique you know how to structure it we've talked before about your sandwich technique and stuff like that yeah. right um yeah. did you want to say a little bit about that yeah of course man absolutely and we we, right. we have got you know a little bit of uh time in this episode so we'll space it out a bit but yeah, yeah absolutely man like when it comes to giving feedback and this is something that i'm ultra passionate about because you know after going through almost a decade of teaching now which is really hard to believe you know, you meet lots of different oh, yeah. personality types for the students. And, of course, when you're jumping online, you meet lots of personality types there. People who are going to take you in different ways, sometimes the right way, sometimes the wrong way. And you yeah. realize that what they all have in common is they want not just the bad, but the good in the bad if you're going to give them feedback, right? Sure. Because it's just as important to know what you're doing right as it is to know what you're doing wrong. Because you don't... You want to make sure that you're placing your attention on the things that you're doing that are working for your art in a good way and also sure. your attention on things that you need to get rid of. So when you're 
giving somebody feedback, what I'd suggest you do, and what I found works the best for for almost anybody that I'm giving feedback to, is you kind of want to, I hate to say it, but some people just, they need a little bit of buttering up. And you got to tell them what they've done right first. You got to say, say yeah. what you like about it to begin with. Try to yep. look at, try to get into their perspective. What are they proud of about their artwork? What do they feel like they've accomplished within it that you can kind of reinforce within them and tell them, hey, you know, give them a pat on the back. You did a great job. It's almost like coming at it like a, like a father to a son, right? You yep. know, you, you're kind of look, you're proud of them, but you also want the best for them as well. So you, you want to give them both the good and the bad. So you, you know, you say, "Hey, here's what I like about it," and then you jump into it and you go, "But you know what? To make it even better, you know what? To take it to the next level. Not, hey, you know what you've done wrong here. You know this this part's you know not looking good and that part's not looking great. You say, you know what? To make it even better, what would step it up a few levels, is if you were to do this, this, and this, you know, adjust this line a bit, little bit, or adjust that line, and then maybe even yep. show them a, an example so that they can see that you're not just, you know, telling them things that are, that are making yourself feel good. You're not just critiquing them to kind of make your, yourself feel high and mighty. So you're actually demonstrating what you're talking about. You might even do a little bit of a draw over. Not everybody has the time to do that, but if you do, it can really help the help what you're saying to click for them. And then, you know, that's kind of like the guts of the feedback when you're giving a critique. And then in the end, you want to kind of cap it off with another great compliment. Like even if it's, even if the good part of their artwork is just going through the effort of putting in the time to create it in the first place, right? I mean, if you can't say anything good about it, you can at least say that, you know, like good on you for, for putting yourself out there and posting this up in the first place. You know, here's what you can do better keep on yep. going you're doing great you know and ended off with that that's kind so of for you it's yeah you look at it almost and i i'm not gonna like i'm using the word kids gloves but yeah you look yeah. at it as like approaching it with with the soft touch and stuff right yeah definitely and the thing is you know kids are probably better at taking critique than adults to be honest <laughs> you know like it, it's almost like you have to like coddle the the adults who have been you know they have actually put some time into to getting good and they're serious they know what they want to do with their art they're, they're actually on a mission there and when you tell somebody who's that determined that they're doing it wrong they can get super heated up over it so you especially with them have to kind of yeah. you know it's about giving people feedback and critique in a strategic way you know, and I think if you're going to take the time to do that, you may, if you're going to take the time to give them feedback, you may as well do it with, you know, a bit of a strategy in mind. You know, think about, I always think about their feelings. And I know that for me, regardless of, of how much I know I need feedback and how much mm. it's going to do for me, I still, you know, it's it's a, still a hard pill to swallow. Like, I don't think anybody that I've ever talked to likes getting critique of or, neg or, you know, constructive feedback, unless they, they like pain, you know, like unless they like their, their artwork kind of, you know, not ever being good enough. So what do you think are mistakes people make in in giving a critique? So I think when they're, they're giving a vague critique, so they're like, you know, this looks bad, it needs to be fixed. Yeah. That doesn't really yeah. tell the artist a whole lot at all. It's like, well... Or even worse, I don't like it. Exactly. So if you're going... Yeah. yeah Say, like, if you're going to say that you don't like it or it looks bad, then tell them what they need to Take do exactly. To yeah. Yeah. 
tell them tell them what they need to do to solve it. So with everything that I critique on somebody's work, I always make sure that I provide provide a solution to those critiques, right? Mm. So if I say, hey, you know, this leg's out of proportion, what you should do is, you know, take a look at this reference here and notice the relationships between the top of the leg and the lower leg, you know, and kind of describe what it is that they need to fix so that when they have finished reading your comment, they know they've got all they need to go and address the problems that you pointed out to them. Because if you're just addressing the problems, you're like, you're like here's everything that's wrong with your work and then leaving them with nothing. They're just like, well, uh, I guess it's not good enough and I don't know how to fix it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's the best rule I was going to say, one thing I do that's a little bit different than yours is, uh, you know, you, uh, like I said, do that little sandwich technique. Hmm. I kind of just uh, put out an appetizer. If you're the sandwich guy, I'm the appetizer. Yep. Like, I'll, I'll kind of just throw a little comment there and say, hey, good stuff, but uh, watch out for the arm length, right? Or something like that, right? Yeah. And then I'm putting that there almost as a little poke, uh, mm. a nice little nudge. And if they come back and say, oh, what do you mean? Well, hey, do you want me to do a draw over for you? Or I'll, I'll show you a reference picture of what I'm talking about. Or then I can elaborate more if they're interested. If they're not interested, then I'm not going to spend the next 20, 30 minutes of doing a draw over, getting references and all that stuff for somebody who's just going to say, piss off man you know like <laughs> i'm not i don't want to put all that effort into it I, maybe i would because other people would get something out of it but that person ain't gonna right so yeah, totally like i kind of just drop that little appetizer there and just say hey keep an eye on this or watch out for that it's kind of a nudge just saying maybe you want to consider this or whatever yeah and if totally. they pick it up and want more i give them more you know makes a lot of sense actually i think even in in person it's it's that much more of a an interactive experience and you can learn so much from that both taking critique and giving critique because you see yep. the the reaction of the person so if you see that what you're saying is making them upset or annoyed or even angry um you can kind of then fashion what you're going to say next to pick them up a little bit because what happens when people don't agree with what you're saying is they instantly close themselves off like the right. and and you're against them any nothing you say after that point is going to to come through it's just there's going to be an impenetrable barra barrier so in psychology they call this kind of getting into the other person's frame right so if you can get into their frame of reference and you can kind of get into their reality a little bit and understand where they're coming from and really understand where they're coming from better then they can understand it. Like if you can explain, hey, you know what? I understand what, what you're trying to do here. You know, I remember when I was, you know, coming up in the game as well, you know, I struggled with this and I struggled with that. And you know what really helped me out was I, I tried this little trick here and I think it might work for you as well. Yep. You know, and, th and that tends to make people a little bit more open because there's, there's no way in hell that you're going to change someone's mind once they close off to you. Um, especially if you oh, come oh. at them with a with a negative thing straight up. It's kind of a little bit too confronting for them, you know. And so how yeah, do you react you know, to critique typically, Ed? Like, I, I haven't really seen many people leave critiques on your work. What's your typical kind of reaction to it? Do you usually take it well do you or I do you know what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and sometimes because that can happen as well you know I've had critiques from people where if I took their advice I would literally be a worst a worst 
artist. Like it would ruin yeah. my drawing. <laughs> you know, you know, nowadays it's it's interesting that I don't get a lot of critiques on my work and um I don't know why. <laughs> like, yeah. People aren't that interested anymore. Um but it's maybe also how I present my work. Uh like a lot of times it's either a total work in progress, like just sketch work, or it's it's uh, a final thing that people are like, well, this is already done, so they're not going to uh, rip it apart, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say, though, I used to get tons of critiques on Pencil Jack, right? And uh, when I first entered that site, um, just so you guys know, it's an art forum, or it was. It's still going, but it's not as active as it was. It's places like where Ryan Otley, Mark Brooks, um, like just a lot of big names came out of the the newer artists that are that are pro level now um and the uh you know when i was first there i wasn't used to this type of i wasn't used to criticism i had only been on like fan art pages and stuff like that right where everybody just pats you on the back and so i can't say that i reacted well every time somebody gave me a critique like sometimes i i got better over the years definitely but uh, sometimes I would want to argue with them and say, no, that's my style or no, that's not what I'm trying to do or something like that. Mm. Once in a while, I might have been right, <laughs> you know, like, but most of the time I probably wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, and when I look at who I was arguing with, I, I was arguing with guys that are like uh, Paul Smith that was drawing the X-Men and stuff like that. Like, wow. Uh, Lost in Wallace, who like all these guys that are like pro, pro, pro and. I'm, I was severely lucky to have them even look at my work and stuff, right? That's incredible. Um, so it took balls for me to argue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not good balls, though. Uh, but over the years of being on that page I, or on that site, I learned much better to how, to how to take feedback. And so when somebody does give me feedback, um, one, I thank them for their time because whether I agree with it or disagree with it, I... Yeah, I appreciate it, you know. Uh, two, I look at the substance of their feedback and say, okay, am I ready for this or do I think it'll improve me? Will it hurt me? Because some people are just idiots and giving me bad feedback. But mm. um, like you said, it might have made me a worse artist or make the piece worse, right? Yeah. Um, but most of the time, people are pretty solid. Their intentions are good. And I want to thank them for taking that time and stuff like that. I really appreciate mm. it. I might not be able to apply it to that piece. It depends on what stage I am in or whether mentally I'm, I'm prepared to revisit it or not. You know, yeah, it, it really, really depends on, on a number of factors, even so much as how I formatted the, uh, the Photoshop or whatever file, right? Like if I fo- formatted it in a way that was easy to come back in and tweak a couple of things, Hey, I can do that. Right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, the the crits have been less and less nowadays, so I'm feeling like I'm a lot better. But who knows? Maybe somebody will come along and tear me a new one and make me cry. It could happen. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it, it's really hard to revisit an artwork after you've already finished it. I find that, yeah. It's, yeah, I find it's, that. It feels almost impossible. So I always say when I'm giving a critique, hey, look, I, I get it. Like You're not going to go back and rejig the proportions of this intricate artwork that you've already inked i understand that would be not a good idea but 
take what I'm saying with you through to the next piece that you create. Just keep it in mind. I'm just bringing your attention to it so that you can focus on it the next time around. So I would kind of say anyone who's giving feedback, come at it from that angle as well, because a lot of artists aren't really going to want to make the changes to the artwork that you're critiquing, but they probably will take what you're saying onto the next artwork, regardless of whether they want to or not. Because oftentimes, once you bring what they're doing to their attention, which is wrong, they'll kind of hone in on it the next time around and avoid it. It, it, Generally, I would totally agree with you, but Mm. both you and I have been instructors for a while in various forms and stuff like that. And we know that there's, you know, there's the spread. There's the, the quick adapters and stuff like that there's the Mm. bulk of of the norm and then there's slow to adapt and stuff right so we can even see it uh online um you know i've i've been in a number of art critique groups over the years and stuff like that whether it's pencil jack or whether it's our group now the how to draw comics one right yeah and there's always going to be a couple that really excel like i remember Mm. this kid on DeviantArt. his name was joey vasquez and i think i started seeing his work when he was 14. Wow. I think he's 21 now and he just got picked up to do the new Spider-Man and uh, uh, Miss Marvel uh, series. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah. In like five or six years. and he, But he took feedback like there was no tomorrow, ate it, swallowed it, digested it, and grew. You know, like he was awesome. He was a machine. This kid was just insane i loved his work i loved his progress i loved seeing it all the time another one would be danny kim that guy that i uh he came and visited me from korea a month or so back or whatever right yep i've seen his progress just in like i can measure it in months like i'm measuring my progress in decades i think sometimes and even then wondering right but i could see his progress in months and i'm like wow he's tearing it up totally but on the other end of the spectrum and I'm not going to name names, but there are some people that we can see who will con- constantly post the same thing, mm. same mistakes, same issues. And it's not just one person. I've seen this happen with a number of people that they really have, I don't want to say an inability to learn, but a resistance. <laughs> I'm going to acti- yeah. actually say they have a resistance. It is a resistance. Yeah. Right. They're they're actively fighting it. I, I feel because you have to put that you have to put some effort in for how much people are like trying to help you and they're they're yeah. actively going against it. Right. Yeah. And so whether it's perspective or 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 face or whatever it is, I can see. And w- what what's going to happen is you know on the one end of the spectrum you got that Danny Kimmer, Joey Vasquez or whatever, and on the other end you got these guys who. And I've seen some for decades now that they look the same their Mm. artwork is the exact same as it was 5, 10, 15 years ago or whatever and they just don't progress right? and and it's not for lack of getting feedback they've had some of the best people comment, do diagrams do drawovers hold their hand and they just don't want it I mean here's the thing if your artwork has looked the same for 5 years there's a very good chance that it's going to look the same for the next five years as well and probably the next 10 years after that there is a secret that all these guys who are progressing super fast know about and it is taking feedback and critique to heart and then applying the changes that they're told to make 
and seeing real results in their work. You know, it's leveling up in terms of quality. Yeah. And they feel the same resistance that anybody else feels. They don't want to. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to necessarily. I mean, they probably do to an extent. That they're out there putting their artwork out there, and that's their goal. They want to get the feedback on it so they can apply the next thing. But at the same time, it still takes energy and persistence, and it does take yep. breaking through that resistance. And a good thing to think about is that whenever you're feeling that resistance with anything in life, honestly. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, I know we bring up the gym a lot, but I feel yeah. resistance every time I have a gym session. You know, one thing that I recently started doing, actually, this is really funny, is I knew that to break this habit of not venturing into the things that I have resistance toward, like getting my work done, you know, completing a piece of artwork that takes yeah, days yeah. to do, you're going to get a lot of resistance. It's all too easy to go out and have a good time with your friends and just forget about it or worse move on to the next piece and never finish it and uh, one thing I started doing was uh, I'm, I'm now having uh, cold showers every day just because I know how much I resist that right so I resist You're it mentally training yourself I I'm, dig men it, man. I'm mentally training it right building up yeah. the, the tolerance a little I've bit so I'm jumping into the cold shower I'm going to the gym God. You know, I'm. You know, it's funny. Yeah, that you bring up the gym because that's another area where people are very, very resistant to getting feedback. Yeah. To uh, having discussions on things, to somebody critiquing their form, or, and you know what, the people that are, well, you know, here's the thing. I want to say the people that grow the most in the gym are doing it because of uh, learning, but that's not true. I'm, I'm going to be quite frank here and just say there's other components at play, mostly genetics and stuff like that, yep. that will determine whether somebody grows the most. But once you, what happens though is once you get past that uh, intermediate stage of lifting or get into the intermediate stage of lifting, we call it the the noob gains, right? Once mm -hmm. you've passed the <laughs> one, two, three year mark or something like that, right? Because that's when people start to grow quickly and it, it shows a little bit and stuff like that and they get a little bit of a, a build going on, right? Yep. But once you're at that five year mark, very few people grow from the five year mark to the 10 year mark to the 15. Most people after five years of lifting are maintaining in one way, form, or another, and stuff like yeah. that, right? And so, very few learn, and really, either they learn or they hire a coach that knows it, right? Learn how to push past that point, right? So, in that way, it's comparable to uh, to to what we're discussing and stuff like that. Yes, you'll see your initial responses um, determined by genetics and stuff like that, but once you've reached certain plateaus. Um, you're going to have to go beyond those genetic uh, hmm. traits and stuff and really get to learning the craft, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's that thing about how talented people who are naturally just gifted are actually at a disadvantage to those who aren't because they tend to take that talent, that God-given talent, for granted. And so they yeah. never really try to push themselves beyond where they're at. Whereas people who, who you know, they know that they're not there yet and they're doing artwork that they're not satisfied with, they're going to try harder with more persistence and dedication than those who are just, you know, gifted, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's definitely something to that. And, and the other thing I was going to say, actually, is there's a brilliant book 
on this particular topic called The War of Art. And it talks all about resistance to, you know, doing the work, whether that is, you know, the comic book that you're working on, it applies to writers, it applies to musicians, basically any creator. You know, you really want to lead into the things that you're resisting most because as it mm. turns out, they're your true north, right? They're going to they're going to essentially point in the direction that you should be headed in. The thing you're resisting most is precisely the thing that you need to be pursuing. And so when yeah. when you get that feedback and it just you you know, it's it, it's almost so intolerable that you can't stand it then you know that that's exactly where you need to be focused on next for the the next illustration that you're going to tackle. Um, it's a very interesting thing. Um, you know, after doing those those little activities that I've been doing lately, um, really being persistent, battling that resistance, I've found that it's much easier for me to sit down for 5, 10, 16 hours straight, that's my work day at the moment, and work on this superheroines course. Right, and I'm well, taking hey, the, I, the check boxes. I don't know if you can remember this, but we kind of brought this up maybe a few podcasts ago. Wow, there you go. Discussing willpower, willpower, and stuff yeah, like that, right? Yeah. And I told you some of the techniques I used when I was like late teens, early twenties, and stuff like that. And that's that sounding really, really familiar. Was I just wanted to train myself, train mm. my my mind, because I thought, well, that's the only thing I can really control is myself, right? And so, totally, man. It's a great yeah, thing man, to revisit. Because it's so powerful. It's an incredibly powerful tool that applies to all things in life, but especially if you're an artist, because that's kind of what you're most passionate about. You know, that's what you wake up to do every single day. So you really want to make sure that that big portion of your life that you want to pursue, everything that has to do with you, your mindset, um, your physical well-being, is all kind of rigged to support that. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Absolutely, man. Right on. Um, so earlier, you know, I was talking about the kind of who, what, when, where, why, the five W's of approaching something like this, right? And yeah. I was thinking about the why for critiques, right? Yeah. Um, why give them and why take them, right? I think, or why, you know, like, if we're looking at somebody who, if I'm going to give a critique, why am I giving it? You know, am I giving it to tear this guy apart, uh, to show this girl that, oh, she doesn't know how to draw this, that, or whatever? No, I don't think I, in my life, like even if I disliked somebody, and there have been people I dislike, right? Yeah. You know, like I, I, I've never done that. Like even though I really can't stand that person, if they drew something solid, I'd be like, geez, man, mm. that's solid. Or I'll say nothing and just be a stubborn ass or something like <laughs> that, right? But I would never try to tear somebody's art apart or whatever. Uh, just because I don't like them, like I'm sure there's, there's, I guarantee there's those types of people out there and stuff like that, right? But I would say 90 plus 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 percent of the people giving critiques, their why of doing it is to help. Yeah, big time, man. I mean, it takes a a special type of person to just you know give critique because they want to tear somebody else down. I mean, right. You know, most of the time people are trying to help you, although I think that they can come across as being the type of person that just wants to tear you down because yep. of their ineffectiveness at being able to give critique, which is, you know, what we're hoping to give you here is some kind of, you know, game rules that are going to allow you to give critique in the most effective ways possible. 
um, because if yeah, I mean you might care about the person, but if you're just telling them that their work is crappy and that they should be better, um, that's going to come across as someone who's just you know giving feedback to somebody, tearing them down so that they can feel better about themselves, right? It's a bully. You don't want to come across as like you're a bully, um, but yeah, the why as to the reason you should be doing it is to because. Y- you know, it's almost like you're traveling with this person along their artistic journey, and you sure. want you want the best for them. You know, they they're kind of like your your partner in in crime, your partner in arms. And yeah, really, when you think about the comic art community, that's what we are. You know, we're all there for the same reason to progress, to get better, yeah. to pursue those passions that that we care about most in life. And so because we're all in it together, then we've got to have one another's backs. So when you're giving feedback and, and critique on somebody's work, make sure that you're doing it because you have their back. You, you want the best for them. You want them to be as good, if not better than you. And that's the reason that you're taking the time to, to give them your thoughts on their work. Yep. And I think it depends on the community. But, like, for example, if somebody's being a jerk, uh the 90 percent can spot it usually, oh yeah you know and and so in in our uh in our particular group on facebook i think we're pretty good with uh clamping down on people like that it's like you know they come they do a drive-by cheap shot at somebody and i just say well that was quick bye you know yeah. like you know especially if it gets vulgar or whatever i don't i don't even there's no warning there's no anything it's just like hey you know you're clearly not matching what we're doing in this group so it's not the group for you yeah and it makes it a better better environment for everybody to learn and to be there and that's what you know i i always wanted to create with how to draw comics and i know that you know the rest of the the admins do as well you know we want to create that safe environment where people can learn and share their art no matter what level it is at because the one yep. thing that always stops people from showing their work is they don't feel like it's good enough well with our community it's like it doesn't have to be good enough in fact if it's not good enough that's all the more reason to post it because we want to help you be as happy as you want to be with it because i mean we're the hardest people to please when it comes to creating comic book art um our ambitions are matched to our desire to get to the place that we want to be at with our skill set. We're looking at the artists that we admire and we want to be able to draw like them, to pull off what they're pulling off. And so, you know, when it's not measuring up to that, we kind of look at our own work and we get discouraged. But, I mean, hopefully, and I, I know that we've got a community there where people are just, you know, they're posting questions about this and that, um, it doesn't have to be, you know, a super, you know, amazing question about some high skill level thing that they're battling with. It can be something simple like, hey, where do I start? And, you know, the, the yep. comment section is like 28 comments of, of people sharing resources, sharing their experiences to where they began. And it is absolutely yep. amazing, you know. Yep, I agree. And it's amazing because you get to see, like, listen... All these people, some of them started in the same place. Some of them started somewhere different or a different way. We're all on the same road, but a lot of these roads kind of run parallel tracks, right? And so uh, what I hope is when somebody's posting these questions, and even if they get five 
not necessarily different answers, but different approaches, let's say, or, or even different deliveries to different approaches, that the uh, recipient can look at that and say, okay, well, you know what, this one fits me better. Um, not just because of the way it was, like, way it's being done, but actually the way that the person presented it to me or whatever and stuff like that. And that's cool because at the end of the day, it's it's just whatever it takes to to help you move down that road, right? Yeah, some people are going to enjoy having that harsher critique, right? Yeah, right. Others are yeah, going to just lay it out for me. Yeah, bullet points, right? Yeah, totally. Like, give it to me. Don't don't hide. Don't be polite. Just tell me exactly yeah. what's what's wrong with this thing. And some people are really driven to make sure that they get that type of response, especially from someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, but you know, other, other people, other people, they want that that lighter touch, right? They don't shoulder rub. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and who does? I mean, I know that I enjoy that. You know, when people because it feels like they actually care about what they're saying. When when people don't take the time to kind of you know really make sure that they're coming across in a way that's you know not threatening that that is there with the best intentions, then you you know that they're doing it for the right reasons. At least it feels yeah, that way. That's why I wanted to bring up that thing about the why, right? The reasons is that, listen, if if you know as you give critiques that most, most, most people like you are giving it for the right reasons, that when you're receiving it, even if it doesn't, if, even if it's not worded the way you'd like it to be, that 90% chance they're doing it with the right intention at heart, right? So yeah. take a look at it and see if it can be incorporated into what you're doing, if there's any any meat to that uh, to the substance or anything mm. and even if not worst case scenario just say hey thanks for taking the time to do this for me that's great exactly thanks for taking the time to look at my art that's awesome it's the best response that you could give because they did right. take the time to do it and yeah you know you got to appreciate that because they didn't have to um, especially if it's a lengthy piece of feedback. You know, I know that when I do give feedback on people's work, I really put the time into it. And I, I try to make sure that any problems that I'm addressing, uh, again, I'm giving them the, those solutions to. And, you know, I mean, the, we've got to talk about how the critique responds to the critiquers because that can really suck when you put that much time into giving somebody feedback and then they just reply with, you know, whatever or you know yeah, yeah what, literally yeah, whatever yeah dot 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 you know and it's like well you know i mean uh sure you know i mean you're well within your rights to reply with that but i just gave you like a good half an hour of my my life and my time and energy to help right. you out um so yeah it's it's one of those things and as you said the the reason the the why is the most important um and think about why you're posting your work think about why you're posting it within the environment that we talked about at the beginning, yep. right? Yep. Um, because depending on what that environment is, you're going to get different forms of feedback on it. Um, yep. You know, if you place it onto your fridge at home, you're probably going to get a lot of positive feedback on it. You know, people are going to be blown away by it, everyone who, who comes over. But, um, well, you know, something about the where is, and this ties into the who a little bit as well, hmm. is that um, if you ever do get feedback from somebody that you respect and stuff not only do you thank them and stuff but sometimes you'll return to that trough right oh yeah and you'll be you know like so nowadays um i'm lucky enough to get people um uh, messaging me their work and stuff i get and asking for feedback not only stuff from my courses and everything but stuff they're working on 
big pieces or whatever. And I love it. Like, I think it's awesome. And I, I think it's awesome that they message me because that means they kind of liked what I said before, I guess, or something, or it, yeah. it worked for them or whatever it was. Right. Um, so even in our group, what I would suggest is any of the members, if you previously got good feedback from, from other members or something like that, and you like their style of communication, maybe you could put that in the new post and thank them say, Hey, listen, uh, listen, Jill, um, you were awesome last time you gave me that perspective feedback. I think I applied it in this room design. If you got a second, you know, you could tag that person and say, do you mind popping in here and seeing if, if I put your, cause if you give a critique, you kind of like to see them work with it. Right. Or, you know, not just recognize, say thanks, but actually to see it applied. Right. So Jill is going to love that you you said hey i'm trying here check it out right so Hmm. you know recognize who um who's who's in your corner who's trying to help you and you know build that relationship with them yeah absolutely and what have we got left we've talked about the uh the why the what and the who Who, what when why oh when when Uh, oh here's a good when oh totally got this okay now i got it we're almost done here who what when where why um, the when, listen, and I'm pleased I'm begging almost everybody. Post up whips. This is works oh, in yeah. progress. WIP, right? Uh, because if there is something structurally wrong with the piece, if there is something really going wonky, you want to catch it at the stages where you can still fix it, right? So what I would do I don't always do this, but what I would recommend doing is like give four thumbnails, right? You know, post Mm -hmm. up four thumbnails of how you want to compose a piece. Get feedback on it, take the feedback, and roll with it, okay? Yeah. So once you've got the fourth, now you're past the thumbnail stage, do up a sketch. Once you've got the sketch, you know, post it up and get some feedback and stuff like that. Like I've seen people go from start all the way to finish posting about every single stage like five times through the progress process or whatever and the it was slower mm. the, it was definitely slower and stuff like that but the piece was a thousand times stronger because of it they gave pause they got to think about it other people gave them feedback they got to consider that piece and stuff like that and consider the feedback and everything so the when aspect would be when you can take feedback from that piece and actually apply it because posting up a finished piece you ain't going to revisit it and that's okay Mm -hmm. it's fine you can still get feedback and apply it to the next one like we said but i think if you can really tap into those resources of feedback in your process boy it's going to be stronger because of it yeah especially because it's in those beginning stages where essentially the final artwork is determined anyway because you're setting down the foundations of the drawing, the proportions, the composition, the anatomy. Um, And so when you begin building the details on top of them and you start inking it and then you start coloring it, it's kind of too late at that point, right? So you want to make sure that the structure is 100% down and ready to go, which means if you can post those initial works in progress, up onto a forum where you're going to get a lot of feedback or even just show it to somebody, right? Show it to anybody and ask them for their opinion, then they're going to be able to tell you. And I know that 
nobody really wants to show their work in progress because it's kind of like we want to reveal it in all its glory at the end. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we don't want to really sh- reveal what's behind the curtain necessarily. We just want to we just want to do the trick and not let anyone know how it's done. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you want to get better, it's going to come down to your ability to get those foundations right more than anything yep. else. And and. You- just so you know, there's some actual tricks you can do this by yourself, right? Like, yeah. and I'm sure some of the artists out there know it, but um, for example, the the easiest one is flipping the image, right? Oh yeah. If you don't have so, like, what what happens is your eyes and your brain patterns are trained in a certain way, and as you're working on this piece, you're you're reinforcing that training and stuff like that. So you're seeing something. Um, that might not actually be the way that it is, right? So one way you could do that is, you know, mirror the piece, hold it up to a mirror. You're going to see how it's it's distorted or off of what you thought it was, right? Or flipping it in the program or something like that. Another one is uh, stepping back from it and mm. squinting. Yeah. Or uh, changing it to a black and white. And, and and squinting at it or whatever to see how it's blocked and composed and stuff. There's all these little, little tricks that even if you can't bring it to someone else, you can trick your own brain into looking at it in a different way. And so that's something to think about as well. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I agree with that. And uh, what, I, what I was going to say to just add on to that mm. is, um, you know, it's not a bad idea to sit down at the end of every artwork and if you've got no one else to get feedback from, actually do an honest analysis of what you did right and what you did wrong on that piece, like what, or at least yeah. what you would like to improve on. It's funny because uh, in some of the assignments that I'm including in the superheroines lessons, that's actually like a little questionnaire that I've included within them. You know, what did you, en- what did you do right about this one? What do you want to improve on in the next one? And when you're able to focus in on and hone the, the things that you like about the artwork and the areas that you, you want for improvement, again, it's just it's opening your, your field of view up a little bit to the things that are going to give you that, that boost in quality the most. And cool. it's just a, a matter of awareness, I think. Yep. And, and sometimes we just don't take the time to, to sit down. We move on from our artwork way too fast. We, I guess, yep. part of the reason is, is when you've you spent that much time on it, you don't really want to uh, spend any more time on it. You, you're just so excited to jump onto the next one that you're kind of done it's with done. it. Yeah, exactly. It's done. I post it and share it in 500 groups. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the, Instagram oh, yeah. and everywhere else. The other thing I was going to mention is that don't be afraid to post your works in progress either, because as it turns out, and I don't know why, but for some reason I get way more people. Um, giving me attention on the, you know, giving me likes and leaving comments, like they they seem to really love the works in progress. I would say even more so than the finished product in a weird way, and I have yep. no idea why that is. Whether it's because they feel like they're a part of the process, where they whether they feel like they're they're getting a little inside look into you know what the the underlying mechanics are that make the illustration work in the first place or just the fact that they can imagine what it might end up like i have no idea what do you think about that ed do you find that to be the case actually it's 
exact same experience for me too. My sketches and my studies and my whips get a lot of attention. And uh, part of that is because I'm asking for feedback sometimes at those stages and stuff, right? But I, I totally agree with you. The other thing though is you and I are maybe a little distorted in the way that uh, a certain percentage of the people that watch us and follow us are for the the learning aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Um, of course. Maybe you have a higher percentage of people of your followers following you for how to draw comics, you know, for learning mm. versus Jim Lee. He's got 90% of his fans are just straight fans. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. So, yes, they would like sketches. Yes, this. But they love the cover art or whatever it is. You get what I'm saying? Like Very good. Um, yeah. Is that with, with us, um, because of the nature of uh, how to draw comics and stuff like that, um, I think a lot of people like the works in progress and and the studies and stuff. They they like the involvement in it because that's what they're there for. Yeah, man, that's a an awesome observation, and a hundred percent agree. I mean, that's kind of what we do, isn't it? We yeah yeah. Actually, that's what turned me. I, you know, it was two things that made me decide to uh, to teach this art online because I had been teaching art offline for a while now, but um, it was talking with you. Mm-hmm you know, your encouragement in it and for me to yeah. uh, put together a course and stuff. But it was also the fact that on my page, every time I posted up a, an anatomy study or, or just any type of little trick tutorial I was doing or something, I got tons of responses. People were like really encouraging and, and it was awesome. It was, it was really nice. And I was like, wow, they really like me. You know, <laughs> like, I was like, right on. Maybe I, sh- I should consider this, right? Totally, man. Absolutely. Well, there is about, uh, I mean, were you going to say something next? No, I, I was going to say that I do believe we've covered our our, our big W's there. You and know, who, what, when, where, and why. Totally. And just in time. I love that framework, by the way. It made a whole lot of sense. Yeah, right. Super, <laughs> it was easy, super right? cool. Yeah. And, uh, cool, cool. But, yeah, man. So is there any last words? Would you like to recap on what we talked about at all? or uh, Find the right environment to give and receive critiques. Um, take your ego out of it realize that people most most people are going to be there to help you and to help for the betterment of, of it all and stuff like that yeah man and just worst case scenario thank them for their time absolutely and I couldn't agree more like don't be don't be so in defensive mode all the time when it comes to your artwork I totally get like I'm right there with you those who are listening our art is an extension of who we are so when people critique it it feels like they're critiquing us and that that is can be a sucky feeling but know that it's it's like medicine that's going to make you better right Uh, no one likes taking the medicine but it does make you better and in the end that's kind of our number one goal as comic book artists to get better so why wouldn't we want to utilize all the things that we possibly can to make that possible so uh yeah is there any announcements that you've got ed or are we uh we ready to wrap it up (laughs) Uh, i feel like you're feeding me this one here no i've got uh, um you know you've got one and i've got one your course is coming out in uh beginning of march beginning of march that's right we're on track so far so yeah looks like it's gonna happen yeah good stuff and then how massive is it going to be? Have you plotted out how many hours or anything? It's uh, it's going to be about five and a half hours. So it wow. is a course that is going to be, it's long, but it's manageable. So you'll be able to get through it. And it, it's kind of like a, 
it'll be a wholesome volume of, of knowledge that you'll get. You won't have to sit 40 hours through it. You'll be able to get it all, all within a day if you go through it. And it comes with a bunch of assignments as well that I've put a lot of time into. And if you do the assignments, I've, I've kind of designed them in a way so that you can create these superheroines along with me. So hopefully at the end of it, uh, you'll have uh, three superheroines or so inked and colored and there's also the uh, component that I've added to it where it's going to be much more um, engaged this time around between you and I which means you'll be posting cool. up your assignments onto the virtual comic art classroom where mm -hmm. I'll be giving you feedback and direction through that platform and you'll be applying it and then applying those changes so that when you post up the next assignment I can see whether or not you've actually gone ahead and, and kind of took on the advice that I've given you, you know, speaking about cool. critique and feedback. So it's going to be awesome. Super excited about it, man. I'm and actually excited because I want to take it. I enjoyed yeah. your first, uh, the proportions one immensely and stuff. So I'm excited for this, man. It'll be cool. And especially when you said like inking and stuff, I'll, I'll, I want to get into a little bit of that. So oh, yeah, I know it's it's digital, right? It's digital inking and stuff, right? It's all digital inking, um, done in Manga yeah, Studio. Cool so that's good. Yeah, it's that's it's cool. great. And you know, I'm gonna of course go have a little overview of the the tools and stuff that we're all using because I know that that can be, you know, a tricky hurdle when it comes to some of the the courses that are out there. They kind of go very briefly over the software and and you don't really right. know what it is they're using to pull off some of the tricks that they're showing. But um, right. make sure that well, we, that's what we address I that. you know I don't. No, if, yeah, you've seen it. Uh, just a couple of weeks back, I released my How to Color comics, right? Mm. And what I did was really not only explain the tools, but even have like little pop-ups and like mm. uh, text explaining the tools, just in case people couldn't hear me right in the in the course uh, video and stuff I got of what tools I'm using, what layer options I'm using, those types of things, because sometimes people just it gets skipped over so quick, right? And I wanted yeah. to make sure that everybody could follow along with me in the course, that it wasn't some mystery, I wasn't mumbling my way through it or anything like that, that they could clearly see, okay, this is the layer, even if they, because they get the Photoshop file with this course as well, right? Um, totally, man. So they can look at it, but I also wanted them to follow along and say, okay, this is easy. He's clicking on the layer option. Mm -hmm. He's dropping down to multiply. He's setting the opacity down to 70%. Not only can I hear him say it, but, you know, I'm explaining it in little subtitles as well along with the course. Yeah, I absolutely love that when I saw it. I thought that was a brilliant idea. I was cool. almost going to steal it, but... You Go know. for it. <laughs> no problem, but, man. No, that's great, man. We're on it's, the same team, brother. It's awesome that you have that. Um, cool. And uh, this is it. that's it. Well, uh, Ed, as always, thanks for being here, man. And uh, I also want to cool. send a big thank you to all our listeners. Until next time, remember to keep on practicing.